This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's me, Matty J, in on the studio on 98.9 Northwest FM with the man, the myth, the legend who has returned from the home country, Mr. Alam Deep Singh. Howdy. Happy to be back. Uh, Mr. David Prince, fresh Good from evening. the, the uh, Honda 50th anniversary of the Civic. <laughs> and the one and only, the golfing legend. They call him Tiger Woods, but the, but we but we know we just know him as Scotty Doe. Scotty Doe Johnson, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you very much. Very good to see all your lovely faces. Alam, you're back. Yes. I basically came back about three weeks ahead of schedule. Um, like I said to you earlier, it cost me about extra $1,500 on top of my ticket, but it was worth it because I think I'm finally clear of my stomach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> best case scenario. So, is, is that, does that mean you've become too Australianized to like Australian versions of Indian food? Is, is, is that what's happened here? Or? I think so. Um, because it was probably, it wasn't just the fact that I had the water there, which was probably from a bad source. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Even, even the food was giving me a bit of a rough time. Just and it was okay. home cooked food. Mm. Um, uh, and I think spending 19 years without visiting the motherland, you know, has made me into a, uh, as I say, a fair dinkum Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. So, uh, what's your abiding memory of, the, of visiting the home country again? Right now, it's just sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Oh. Unfortunately, it's that. I plan to go again in a cooler climate. Um, so probably around November, December, mm-hmm. probably, you know, if I do go, uh, next year or this year, but, um, yeah, I won't do the summer again or this okay. really it was spring, uh, the start of spring, but, um, yeah, just not the weather for a guy like was me. Is it a bit humid up there? Yeah. Every day was about 30 degrees, which isn't much, but mm-hmm. the extra humidity, the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're losing about half your car's horsepower with the air conditioning <laughs> on that sort of yeah. thing. Kind of, um, just yeah, a little, a little extra difficult. Hmm. Well, it's good to have you back, Alan. I am uh, happy to be back and uh, happy to be doing some car talk. Very good, very good. Good to have you back in the studio. And we're also joined by, um, so I've given everybody an intro, but I don't know what we should say for this person. What, 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 what should we say about the uh, the Edward Bunting? Uh, he is the 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 man of many, many voices, he loves a touring and uh. <laughs> He is joining us, Edward Bunting. How are you? Hello. I do love a touring, yes. We should get Julia on the podcast one night. We should. Yeah, well, we should. I mean, she's very busy. Um, but she look, she has had an array of mundane Australian vehicles. <laughs> she could probably, you know, um, enlighten us all. You know, she did a lot of long journeys to Canberra. <laughs> And Adelaide, probably too. Adelaide and Canberra. She can talk, you know, about the comfort levels of those Australian cars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's good to have you on the podcast, Julia. Just want a quick catch up, David Prince. We'll get we'll get straight in, we'll get straight into you because basically Honda's oh, Civic yeah. 50th anniversary. Well, let's get into it. We didn't we didn't talk about it last week. We we, we were tight lipped. We wanted oh, you we, yeah. oh, we wanted you to give us the uh, the full rundown. What happened? How was it? Uh, apparently, from all uh, accounts, it went off. It it uh, I think that's what the young people say. Yes, it went off. It, yes. uh, it, it was well the the best thing, the first thing the weather was absolutely completely out of the box. It could not have been more perfect. Uh, but no, we had a brilliant weekend. Uh, we had ended up with thirty nine cars down there, all different models and shapes, and from really really ratty ones. Hello, Melissa Ong, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Through to um, brand new, you know, brand a brand new FL five that hasn't been released yet. I think that's up, that's being released this week. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was a great success. We Fonda loaned us uh, six cars. I think in the end we we had from them. They drove three down and they they trucked three down. Um, we had uh, the original uh, the original seventy uh, through well, the the plate is Civic seventy three. It's actually seventy five model, but don't tell anybody because it looks identical. <laughs> uh, and we had a FK8 limited edition, the yellow one. We had a racing blue FK8, your mum's favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had an FL5, which was really good to have. As so, that's one, two, three, four. Oh, and then they also brought down the new Civic Hybrid and the new Civic Hatch as well. So uh, yeah, it was it was brilliant. The um, I, I bullied a number of people via social media to bring their cars down too. So we had a good mix of modified cars and we had standard cars. We had one car that had been sitting in a barn for an indeterminate, we think, about 20 years and um, was recommissioned in the weeks leading up to it and put on club plates on the Tuesday and drove down and drove home and drove around the track, actually. He went back early on the <laughs> Sunday morning and uh, did a lap of the track before the event. So That's uh, which awesome. legally you're you were you're allowed to do it if you're there early enough. Um and then the at, at the end of the day, we uh, we had a great display inside. We actually won the best um, best uh, car display, um, a little plaque. Um, there's some um, dispute as to the ownership of that plaque. Honda Australia have commandeered it. I did actually ask if it was awarded to the Honda Car Club uh, or Honda Australia. I think um, I think the former were the winners uh, on the on the day. We'll say, mm. uh, but that's all right. We can be we can share. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, we ended up on the main straight of um, of the track. The weather was just beautiful. The shadows were getting longer. Lovely, just a light breeze off the water and um, some great shots. I don't know if you've seen them on social media or not, but the mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, to end up with almost forty Civics of all different shapes and models and everything. It was quite. It was a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, yeah, very very big event. It was exhausting, uh, and I think I did about twenty five thousand steps that day. Um, which is great, great for the fitness level. Um, yeah, yeah. I I hope Ed felt the same way. Ed came along. He he actually borrowed a car from someone he'd sold one to. And, um, Mm. yes, I borrowed the old 01 Civic hatchback off, uh, someone I'd sold it to about six months ago, five months ago, I think. And I was at the entry gate. It's a white, you know, four-door hatch. It's not the most <laughs> exotic car. The guy on the gate, I said, oh, I don't think I have to pay because I'm a display car. And he goes, what, this? This is a display car? And I said, yes, I have the <laughs> sticker on the windscreen. And he looks at the windscreen. 
And I said, it's the 50th anniversary of the Honda Civic. And he just goes, oh, fine, go in. You know, like he was, he was very put out that my district nursing style, um, yeah, Civic Hatch was a actual display car. Cheers to that gentleman if he's listening. Yeah. Maybe that got better. <laughs> yeah. I did feel sort of funny. Like we had a great display right trackside, you know, at the it's sort of right at the entrance of the big shed. And right uh, next to us was the um Tirana Car Club. Oh, yeah. Jeez, and yeah. so you've got you've got all these Tiranas that are worth, you know, 130, 150, 180, 220, <laughs> you know. And then you've got Melissa Ong's beaten up Honda Civic sedan that's probably five hundred bucks, and you've got my hat, so it's probably five grand, you know. It's like <laughs> like, yep. Yep, a few faded spoilers and whatever, but hey, they're still civics and they're still here. So we have just as much right to be here as anyone else. Correct. And there, there were a couple of good write-ups in the in the magazine that came out this week, the club magazine about it. And the editor was saying that she was sitting at the um at the display and she said everyone that walked past had a story. You know, everyone they'd point to the original the AB1 car and they'd say, Wow, you know, I learned to drive in one that was that colour or, you know, it, I mean, people related far more to them than, than a lot of cars there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think Viva La Difference and uh, I, I think it was a great event and a great celebration. And, I mean, as I think I said, we we sort of pony, uh, pig, pigtailed onto it because the couple of people on our committee are actually on the um, VHRR committee as well. So that's how we sort of made the connection to the event. Um, but, yeah, it was um, – uh, I got a lot of really good messages from the people that weren't members that had got sort of asked to come along, and uh, yeah, they all had a great day. A lot of people had just thought it was a Honda thing, you know, and they turn up and there are thousands of cars and all these beautiful classic race cars and uh, and the like. They had no idea all that was on, you know. I'd, yeah. I'd sort of talked up this Honda event so much, but <laughs> yeah. that was like just an added, added uh, bonus on the really day. A historic <laughs> racing event that's on every yeah. year. Um, yeah, the biggest historic racing event in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was weekend. And if you Honda Civics aside, if if anyone gets a chance to go to that event, it is it is a remarkable event to to cross over the bridge across the track um, and walk through the pits. I've never been to a race meeting that has sort of more um if you like intimate access to the to the pits you know you literally they're doing all the work right right where you are you know you can watch everything going on it's uh brilliant and that there are about a dozen cars that come in from overseas and number of old Tyrrells and and those sorts of formula early formula one cars the sounds and the smells were just amazing you know as these things are screaming full tilt around the track right in front of us it was brilliant there was an original BMW M1, mm. uh, like seventies, uh, and the sound of that going down the track was amazing down the straight. Yeah, no, it was a good event. Good yeah. event. Sorry, you couldn't yeah. make it. I always like wandering around the car park there as well because people tend to yeah. bring interesting sort of things in the car park because they're all carries, and so yeah, you wander around in the car park, and when when everyone else was looking at the track, I was just sort of sniffing around the back blocks in the paddock, looking at um, various bits and pieces that people have driven there, which was good. Assuming it was all Rangers and Hiluxes, most likely. Oh no, there was a bit of that, but you know, there were there, there was an MX five, a couple of MX fives. There was a combi van, Matthew, for you. Very good. I like that. Uh, a Fiat, I think I saw. There was a Humber, uh, not a Humber, a Hillman um, Hunter that was quite uh, original. You know, uh, there was all, all sorts of little trinkets hidden amongst the, the Rangers. Mm. Can I just say something, David, r- real quick? Um, now. As you know, my mother's interested in the new Civic. Uh, she, uh, you know, she wants it in that color, that that the racing blue. 
I went onto the Honda's website and registered my interest, obviously, and then um, basically looked on their color squad. They don't have the blue available for Australia. Nope, they don't. What? Like the one color that, that you're after, and they've got, they've got the gray, they've got the white, they've got the red. I think they got is it a, is it a, is it a black as well? I think they're doing a black. But yeah, black, the, white, red, um, sonic gray, sonic gray. Yeah. Um, I think there is a blue, but I think it's the dark blue or well, the, the, the dark. Well, on the thing, it was just those four colors, and, I, and I'm like, oh, four colors. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, that is like. Where, what like, I was watching a review today about it, <laughs> and they put it up against an RS three, and because uh, they're you know similar money in some parts of the world, not here. And it was in that blue, and I'm like, it looks good in that blue. That's the color you'd get it in. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, you can't get that blue in Australia. What are you doing, Honda? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a. What can you say? They probably will do with that color what they did with the other color. I mean, they don't have to sort of attract people to buy them. I was talking to a, a mate that has ordered one who actually works at a Honda dealer. Um, and I, I, this is about a week before the event. I said, oh, so when do, you, when, when, when do you get yours? He said, oh, March 24. I said, oh, that's great, about three weeks. He said, no, March 2024. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's still a year out from getting his. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, they don't have to add, you won't be seeing ads on the TV for them. They're not, it's not as if they're going to have to sell them, uh, you know, yeah. to sell them, they're all gone. So, and, 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 and a brand new FL5 is, is cheaper than a lot of people are asking for a 12 month within two year old, um, FK8. So Correct. especially in that blue, you know, they're, they're up high seventies, you know, most of those ones. Yep. That's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's what we're like, well, we might as well look at a new one and then there's no blue. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> Well, it broke my heart, but no, well, the blue good. only came out for the, I think, for the 2021 model year. Yeah. Uh, so they'll probably do that again. That, that's how they differentiate some of the models. See, Sonic Grey got dropped, I think, in the, um, that didn't sell particularly well, although that was, that, I, I think that was a brilliant color on them as well. Um, but um, yeah, and, and then the yellow limited edition, obviously, that's one way of differentiating them easily, sort of thing. But yeah, yeah especially I'll- when other markets get the blue. Yeah, it's just like if other markets get the blue, then why can't we get the blue? It, for, for me, that's just that's just ridiculous. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's, if it's a color you're offering, why not offer it to the whole world? Like, I don't, I don't, I just, I do not get car companies when they do stuff like that when it's already available. Um, but that's just, yeah, that's just car companies for you, isn't it? But anyway, David, your updates before we move on to Scotty. Oh, my updates. I got to drive a little bit of everything this weekend, which was great. I, I got everything out and gave it a bit of a bit of a whirl. Um, been driving the Integra quite a bit, which is great. That's about to go into um, uh, storage again uh, because I've found it's actually a bit big for my current collection in the garage. It takes up too much space, and once it's tucked away in under its cover in my garage, there's absolutely no room to do anything else mm-hmm. in the garage, so it uh, makes it a bit tricky. The city is still at um, the mechanics. That's The guy that's working on it only works three days a week, and you know, if they get busy with other stuff, it's sort of something he's doing. I've said all along, oh, there's no hurry. You know? <laughs> uh, so it's like when people say to me, there's no hurry and they give me stuff to do it. It ends up under a pile of other stuff that needs to get done. Um, so it's still there, but at least it's not outside. So that's fine. Actually, today I I, I had a good look at a, a really cool car. And I'm sorry, Riz isn't on actually, because it was an electric car. Yeah. Mm. Um, the I was in Zagamis and they've got um the 500e in there, so the new fully electric 
uh, 500, our friend Damon uh, from Zagami, who uh, actually converted his you know, current shape 500 to a to a full electric car. It's the only right-hand drive one in the world because he swapped over the drivetrains. Uh, he was very excited to show me totally totally different floor pan, obviously being an electric car, but also um, it's bigger in every dimension too to the current 500. So, but it still looks the same, and it was really really impressive. About fifty five thousand. But I think the cool thing about it, it took me a while is that it, it looks like a Fiat 500. It doesn't look like an electric car. Now, little, I mean, they seem to a lot of them seem to have a look <laughs> about them, which is quite different. But I think I think. Fiat 500s are, are cool with that retro thing going on anyway, but the fact that this one still uh, and and actually Damon pointed out a lot of little uh, little tweaks that are even more retro than sort of the current shape 500. Yeah. Um, the they've changed the font of the the lettering and stuff to an even older incarnation than than what yeah. the current car is. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think they'll do pretty well with them because they don't they don't as I said they don't look like something that's sort of as way out as, as some of the stuff that we're we're seeing in the electric um, space. That's yeah. the word, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think that's my updates. I still have the Civic Wagon actually. The Civic Wagon did make it to the 50th anniversary, and it did have a for sale sign on it on the Sunday. But it was being a bit cantankerous on the uh, on the Saturday afternoon, and and two guys there that have both got early Civics. Uh, stuck their head under the bonnet and they tinkered away and they pushed this and prodded it, that and, and got it starting a lot better. Um, but they've both given me, uh, after the event, one's offered to rebuild the car before me and one's given me a really good couple of hints to look for um, things with the distributor. I think I mentioned that the distributor was a couple of teeth out. Um, and that was why it wasn't starting well. But it, this guy, rec- it's adjusted now fully to one one sort of ex- um, one sort of extreme of, of adjustment. So he, he thinks it still might be one out. And he said, if you, if we just fine tune it a bit more, he said, I think things will be uh, even better. And and the other fellow, Adrian, who's got two beautiful early cars, um, he's ordered me a rebuild, hubby rebuild kit from the States, which arrived today. So awesome. uh, that's in the garage. And it will, I'd far rather get rid of it actually if it was running better than it is. So who knows? I might even keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> I like it, David. Scotty. Same as last week. I haven't really touched them. They're just being used as tools to uh-huh. grab things from one home and bring them to the new house. That's it. So but which, which house is this that you're in now? This is a new one. <gasps> oh, I'm not, not in the study or anything yet. This is just a main. Oh, great. Space. Here he is. Nice. Stuff nice. all everywhere, obviously, but that's one part of the house. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Lovely. Very nice. Mm. Very good, Scotty. Edward. Hello. Car updates, car updates. Not a whole lot. I'm driving the Mazda MX-5 at the moment um, because why am I driving that? Ah, because... I had dinner with a friend, an old school friend on Saturday night, and his son is about eight years old. And he's a, my friend used to own the, the limited edition green MX-5 with the tan leather some years back before his son was born. And so he he knows about it and he's got the model of it, like dad's old car. Anyway, but he's a bit, bit obsessed with MX-5s. And so my friend said, oh, if, if in no pressure, but, you know, if possible, 
bring the MX-5 because, you know, my son won't shut up about them. And so, <laughs> I, so I said, yeah, that's possible. I reckon you've got to encourage the, you know, younger generations to to like cars. And um, so I grabbed it during the week and been driving around in it and, uh, yeah, I took it up to my brother's up country on Saturday. It's an ideal country tour of that car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I joke, but you know it's fine. Like, you know, it's a car. So I um yeah took it round, and he he went for a ride with the roof off, and you know pressed the button that makes the lights go up and down, and you know they liked all that stuff. So and I sent my friend a text the next day saying, oh, you know, thanks for dinner. It was good to catch up. Blah blah. And um and uh, he said, oh, thanks so much for bringing that car. You know, Zach is just obsessed with it. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's. Good. He might grow up and preserve another MX-5 somewhere along the way. What else? What else? Nothing, I don't think. I think it's just been that. Haven't bought anything. Haven't sold something, didn't you? Well, I did sell something, but I've sort of unsold that. Um, There's more to that story. I'll fill you in after the show on that. So, yes, I did sell a Volkswagen multivan, um, as I thought I would, you know, first to see we'll buy because it's a very clean, clean car. Mm -hmm. But... There's a potential repair that needs doing on it that I wasn't aware of and I discovered it and I rang the people who bought it were lovely and I just, I thought I can't hand this to you knowing that it might need a repair. So more investigation is required, but I sort of said, look, you know, I'm going to have to put pause on it. I'm not comfortable with you driving away and ringing me in two months and going, you know, this needs yep. to. So, I've um, yeah. I thought you know you have to have to do the right thing in those situations, and yeah. So I put pause on that. So I I've unsold the Volkswagen, okay. and we will um see where that goes. Is that just Volkswagen doing Volkswagen things by braking? Or it's pretty, it's it's not it's not broken per se, but um, but pretty much yes, pretty much yes. I'm loaning it to a friend next week to do an extended drive and David knows our friend, oh, he's been on the show, our friend Rowan. So he's going to do an extended drive in it next week uh, and just monitor the situation and then we'll go from there. Right. Does it start with head and end in gasket? I don't think so uh, because it's not getting hot or anything, but um, yeah, watch this space on that mm-hmm. car. So I was, Sorry. yeah, just like, yeah, Okay. Volkswagen doing Volkswagen things. Yeah, yeah. I should have known better. Mr. Alum, since you've been back, have you driven any of your vehicles? Really not. It's actually quite sad. I've just been moving around the D-Max. First of all, I had to kick my sister and brother-in-law out of my house. (laughs) Um, They were adamant that they didn't want to be there while we were overseas. But as soon as I arrived, I was told, oh, no, it'll take us too much time to move. So maybe we'll move in a couple of weeks. And I said, no, no I'll you move. Oh, no. You'll move now. I'll help you move. <laughs> yeah. um, We've got a D-Max. Do it. <laughs> um, I, I kind of drew the line when I had seen that, one, the state of the bathroom, two, the fact that the dining table had now become just a station for laptops and like laundry and every other thing under the sun, despite the fact that, you know, for me, the dining table is a place to eat. Yeah. You don't do anything else but eat on the dining table. I'm sorry, and uh, the fact that right. I had to, I had to eat on the uh, the breakfast bar, you know, that was um, unheard of. See, you don't understand. I've got these big thighs, you see, and the chairs that we have for the <laughs> breakfast bar are just a little too high because they're from our old breakfast bar. 
Um, and so my thighs get stuck and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> my thighs get stuck. Nothing worse than having stuck thighs. The whole reason, the whole reason the dining table was purchased was to mitigate this, this issue. And my so, thighs know, get stuck. You've, you've taken away my one refuge to eat. Um, you know, and that was, that was where I drew the line. I said, get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, they were kind enough to move out within a couple of days. And now I've got the place to myself, just the way I like it. Nice and peaceful. And um, I, I still haven't, yeah, I'm kind of just it, like, I still haven't pack, unpacked my suitcase completely. I've just been just trying to get myself back to normal. Mm. So okay. the DMAX has been the most easy ride to just hop in and drive off in. And that's why I've been driving it around. But um, I'll probably need to charge up the battery of the MX-5. I'm sure they've killed it, as they usually do when I leave them in charge of it. <laughs> the the STI, thankfully, I had the battery fully charged before I took it for a service anyway. So that should be fine. I'll probably end up filling up the Falcon with some gas. And then I'll probably go to the truck depot and start up the truck just to keep its batteries going. Mm. So I've got What about the Falcon? How's the Falcon? Falcon's doing just fine. I did start it up once when they when I initially came back, they stole the D-Max on me. So I didn't take the Falcon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that just needs a bit of gas and um, you know, it'd be on its way driving just fine. Still mm. waiting for Mr. Bunting to make its purchase. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm getting closer to that, I think. I'm getting closer to to be ready to sell it as well. Mm, mm. At a oh, time where you know petrol prices are crazy, nothing nothing beats uh, an e-gas Falcon. Uh, I I would agree with that actually. I, I uh... Uh, updates with me. So the new laser, it's went for its roadworthy. It needs a few things. It needs a set of shocks all around, and it's got a couple of lower control arm bushes that are just just got a bit of cracking. Uh, but unfortunately, it's got a rear main leak which is a bit of a pain in the backside. Um, okay. So, Transmission out? Yeah, pretty much. So, Curse of the freak. I know, it's happened again. It's coming to get you, Matty. But it's, we talked about it. We talked about it. But see, the thing is, I knew I, I knew it was going to... Like, I knew I had the rocker cover gasket, like, which, which is getting done anyway with the timing belt. But I was like... I guarantee, I said to myself, I guarantee the rear mains are going to... The car has been sitting there for three years. It hasn't been driven in three years until... Until they, they took it out, like you know, or, or quite recently, I'm like for sure it's going to have a rear main leak. Like I, I had a hunch, and sure yep. enough, it's it's. Is it's it a, a big one or is it just a drip? It's a drip, but Ratner said because he's gonna he's gonna obviously they're, they're servicing it as well. Um, he's like, what we'll do is we'll clean it up, uh, we'll put a bit of rear main stop leak in it just to get you through the um through the roadie. The roadie. Yep. Um, and he's like, just whenever you're ready, we'll, yeah, you know, if it's in a year or so, we can, we can, we can do, do the rear main. Don't, but we'll just, we'll just try to get you through the roadie at this point. Mm-hmm. But he, but he's like, he's like, the rest of the car's mint. Like, he's actually, it's a really good car. He's just, he's like, it's just what happens when, when you let a car sit. And I'm like, I know, like, my, yeah. my Typhoon's got a, got a rear main weep. And, um, it's just, just because it sits, like, it doesn't leak anywhere else. It just le- leaps, it weeps there. So, so it's going to be a bit longer that we, well, we should have had it back by now, but, um, they're, 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 try- they're trying to, you know, Runner's going to actually put a put a put a few miles on it because it, it takes about 150 k's for that stuff to start really working. Um, yep. So he's like he's, he's like he's not comfortable passing it just yet until it's completely you know you know good. And I'm like that's fair enough. So um, so basically he's just going to going to put you know probably 50 or 60 k on it, just drive it back and you know and make make sure it's all good. But he's like the rest of the car mechanically is spot on. Tires are good, brakes are good, everything else is is 100. He's, he's like he's like you got a good car. He's like he just got unlucky with with the rear main, but um, he's like he's like look to do it properly, we're gonna have to take the transmission out. But he's like, if we can get away with it for the roadie for now, we'll uh, 
we'll we will do that. So I'm like, that's totally cool. Is this one automatic or automatic? automatic. Okay. Yeah. Because the other excuse for the remand could have been if you need a new clutch. True. That's always a good opportunity to get it done well, uh, while you're in there yeah. kind of job. Well, that's the reason I haven't done the one on the Typhoon because the clutch is still good. Yeah, so, exactly. so and and runner and even even Blue Power said don't don't do it until you need to do your clutch. They're like it's it's not it's not pissing out. So you just when you whenever you change your clutch, just do it then. Other than that, just don't worry about it. Put a piece of cardboard under the car. And she's right. So so that's that. My laser they changed the sensor, which was an, a, that was a nightmare to get. Um, because they just don't exist. They don't exist from Ford or Mazda. They don't exist secondhand. They don't exist anywhere. Um, you, you cannot buy aftermarket. Um, so I ended up going to Pinch Apart and getting one from there and gave it to them. And it turns out it was the it was the sensor that was throwing the code because the actual ABS pump has has said no more. So so I had to go back to back to pinch apart take the pump off the car and that i was taking all the bits off and then went, went back so that was done today um so both lasers are currently currently on a hoist so that was done today though and run is actually driving that home tonight just to make sure it, uh to make sure that that's all good um he's like it's like especially when i when he do like anything big breaks he likes to make sure that the car's fine so um, he said, he's like, if I could borrow it for one more night just to make sure it's good. I'm like, that's that's fair and fine. So I should get that back tomorrow. But that was uh, that's virtually it. Oh, you know, I drove the MR2. I, I drove that all last week, actually. That, that, was a bit of, that was a bit of fun. And that's pretty much it on my end. Now, gentlemen, I was thinking, I was driving my, uh, I was driving the MR2, actually. And I saw a person in a really nice 230, uh, was it a 230C? Was it a, two, uh, it, it was, it was, W123 coupe. Um, 280C. 280C. Sorry, there you go. And it was lovely. Like it was mint and like it, it yeah, it, it was a car that breaks necks. Like you, you made, it made you turn your head and say, wow, that's a nice car. And I'm like, that is so baller. Like that is so much cooler than driving like a modern Connor sports car. Like it's, it's, it, for me, that just exudes cool. Like, I, I don't know if it's, if, if it's just me or if, or if you guys would agree, but like having a, having an old car that's mint. And looks good, and um, it's just driven, and and it was on full plates as well. Like it had had full plates. I was like, you know what? That's pretty damn something special. I, I saw, I saw like you see Lamborghinis and Ferraris on Ligon Street every time you drive there, and it I don't bat an eye. But seeing a really clean, a, a really clean CE, I, I was like, wow, that that blew me away. Is it more baller to drive an older car that's you know can potentially break and 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 things? Than driving a new car that's that's like like a new sports car. Do you think it's more cool, and do you think it's more like you know like more respect in the, in that instance, or do you think it's just like oh well you just got an old car um, that that he kind of likes? Ooh, good question. In theory, yes, totally agree. I reckon, especially if it's in nice condition, or even sometimes if it's in really ratty condition. You know, I mean, if it's an original, I think that element of rareness makes mm. you know, draws people's attention. It's like you know, it's it's like Porsches and and um, new Ferraris. I mean, oh, new Ferrari, but you sort of. I think old older ones will always be cooler. Yeah, it, it's almost as if they're more well, they are more unattainable, I suppose. Um, if you've got the the readies or you you can afford the lease payments, you can buy any, pretty much anything, can't you? But you know, a cool old thing, I think, is always going to be cool. There are some exceptions. Um, I, I sent. Sent round to you a few today um, a picture of a Jimny that's been modified to look like a yeah. 79 series Land Cruiser, which was yeah. I mean, 
Jimny's oh. would have to be the coolest new car there is, I, I think. I mean, whenever you see one of those on the road, it, it catches your attention as well. You know, when you sent me when you sent me the message and you said has, the Jimny's have to be the coolest car on on sale, like I, you got me thinking. I'm like, I, I, I can't think of anything else that's cooler. Than a, than a than a new Jimmy. That's brandy. It's like like that. And that's just exudes cool. And everyone's just like, yeah, that's cool. Like unanimously respected as cool. Like there's not yep. many cars that you can say that you can say that about. And and a Jimny, you know, especially that they're bringing out like the retro um, striped ones. I don't know if you've seen those heritage edition. Yeah. Heritage editions. Yeah, they look so sick. Like, I, yeah. I was like, you know, that that's that's really cool. I think there's a few key key elements. I think. I think the I think the retro style makes them cool, like a new car that's retro styled. I think the fact they're small, I think that's you know, I mean cars have continually got bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, with each incarnation, it seems of each model. You look at early photos of an early nine eleven compared to a new one. It's about you know, it's not twice the length, but it looks much bigger. But, but I think small retro, um, relatively affordable too. You know, I mean. And even going back when the Mini came out, that was one of its um, – that was a similar thing, wasn't it? it? It was embraced by everyone. You know, all the cool people drove them and then Nana you know, bought one as well. It's classic. Um, it was affordable. Yeah. That's right. With the car, with the classes car, like like a Jimny, I guess I guess that kind of kind of makes it kind of makes it cool in in, in, in its own right. And and I mean that's a whole other topic as well, like classes cars that that. That are new and that are old, like you know, like that. You can say, well, anybody that can that can buy like that is just it's it's unanimously respect. But it got me thinking of what other cars, what you know, what you'd respect. And and there's a few old cars that you still see on full reg that get around and that, that are driven. And the the main ones I see are like old Saabs. Like I, I see tons of old Saabs, you know, with full reg, like original full reg as well. And they they look pretty good. And they're just driven out like, damn that 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 you know that's cool and old Mercs and and stuff like that. Like it's it's interesting that 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 you say about about, about like the Jimny being being like super cool. Like one of the it's the new it's the coolest car you can buy today because I reckon in twenty years time that's still going to be the same. It's gonna it's not going to change. I mean, let's be honest, they're not going to they're probably not going to change the style like like the last one for twenty years. But a seventy nine series isn't as cool as a Jimny. Like it just it just isn't, no, and, it, right. and it and it makes no sense. But it's it's just you. It's it's a unanimous uh, cool factor. Um, I think it's hilarious when you can actually rip something off, and the roof off is cooler than the original. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> the fact that the fact that the Jimny pulls that off is just kind of ridiculous. But but Scotty, where do where do you stand on this? Like like do you, do you do you agree? Do you think that driving an old car, like if you if you were to drive your thirty one every day, and, and people are like, damn, that's a cool old Skyline, would you? Would you would you agree with that, or would you say no? Nah, I'd rather drive a you know a new Huracan or something. Um, I tend to agree. I was thinking, um, what cars just stand out a lot more, and you've got your line of muscle cars. Mm. I think you, you just notice it. There's something about it, the shape, the lines of it, compared to many other cars that just kind of blend in. Um, yeah, I'd have to side with it. They always turn my head. Something that's old and just clean looking, whether it's stock or a little bit modified just older just stands out so much more um and i think even people that aren't really into cars it stands out to them also i'm gonna add to that scotty like even if it's not something like like cool or what you traditionally think is like like a sports car or anything like that if it's old and just well looked after it just implies that the person has been dedicated to their car like uh one, one of the mechanics we're picking up oil at there was an old man in his 70s and he had uh, an XF Falcon. Mm. And this was really, like, absolutely clean. The paintwork was fully mint. 
You know, he was getting his service. He was getting a couple of things taken care of. And, you know, we talked to the man. We're like, how long you had? He's like, well, I bought it brand new. Yeah. So he's yeah. had this car for 30 plus years. And, you know, he, he purchased it when he was, you know, in his 40s. Now he's an old man getting close to maybe getting his license taken away. Yeah. Hopefully not soon. Oh. Hopefully, he's, hopefully he's capable. But he really, you know, that was his car. He bought it with his own money. It was nothing special. It was just a Falcon. But he made sure that car was maintained. It, it would have been so much easier to just trade it in or you know, let it go update, by, yeah. yeah, update, buy a brand new one. But he, you know, puts in that effort, takes it to the mechanic, makes sure that any little bit of maintenance gets done. And that's, I think that really shows when you just see the car, you see older Falcons on the road, but you don't see them in that kind of condition. And it's yeah. just, it was just that, that man loved that car. And that really shows and that level of respect that that person has kind of the people around you get that respect for you as well. Mm. Well, it, it's interesting. Like, like we, we always reflect, reflect back to, to that exact point. Um, when we went to Highball Cards and Coffee and Andrew brought his, his, his beige Magna that time. And like people were getting super mad at him uh, because, you know, these, his old <laughs> TP Magna wagon was getting more attention than, than supercars. And it, cause it was just so, it was so nice, yeah. you know? And it's, and it was like, everyone's like, oh, damn, that's cool. Like you haven't seen one of those in a while. Like that, that's just, that's just instantly cool. Um, which is which which is so weird to the point because a beige magna wagon was super was super uncool back back in its day. I, so, I think because you expect to always see a top of the line car, you know, the supercar is always going to look clean. <laughs> but when you've got like a magna, there's so many of them around. You just expect them to always look run down and you know, messy and stuff. And when you see a clean one, it just catches your eye because it's not mm. what you're used to seeing. You're used to seeing paint fade on them. and Exactly. As, as the car gets older, like, yeah, like some hubcaps falling off, or maybe a cracked lens, uh, headlight yeah. lens or something. <clears throat> but when it's not there, you're like, this person's looked after it, you know? This person's mm. gone that extra mile. It's so easy to let a car just, especially in the Australian sun, have, you know, paint flake off and everything else. Yeah, it's a real effort to keep it in its original condition. But see, I, I also want to say, like, like you, you mentioned it earlier, David, in terms of you know, like even a ready car that's still going on the road. Like, like I, I don't mind a ready car on the outside, but like inside, if it's mint and engineized and mechanically, it's perfect. The fact that that car's you know, like, like and, and respect to keep to keep driving it. Like, I think that I think that in, in its in itself is 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 a whole is a like a whole another another version of cool. Like, like I, there's one of my old teachers back in back when I don't know if you remember this when we were in high school, but Excuse me. One of one of our sports teachers had an old Fairlane, like a oh, it'd be a really early like Aussie made Fairlane, like and and he was his daily driver. You know, had had black and white plates, and he was a young guy. He was like he was like in his twenties when he and that that was his every everyday car. And the thing was ratty, but it sounded good. It, it had a full, a full exhaust system. You know, it had nice was was lowered. It was like you know uh, the paint was all hammered, but the car ran mint. And I'm like, damn, that's cool. Like, like for me, that was the coolest car in the teacher's car park because it was just like something so old and 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 it was a young guy, especially true driving it. I was like, I was like, well, you, you you don't expect that, you know, that it's probably cost him more in in his wage to repair it and and fuel the damn thing. But um, <laughs> you know, half as money goes to the petrol. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just it was just super cool to see, you know. And I I, I thought that was like respect, like like there there was teachers with brand new you know brand new cars uh, in in our in our car park, and I was like, nah, man, nothing's as cool as as his old Fairlane was. So, um, and then the other two teachers with Mustangs. That was that was that was cool. That was cool. So yeah, we we had two teachers that bought two destroyed Mustangs from the states, and they built them in their ga- in the same garage on like the, on weekends together. They they built them up and then they drove them and they drove them to work, and you could always hear them coming. Anyway, um, 
basically uh basically one sold it bought the valiant bought a valiant charger um which went to adam uh, grasso's brother he bought that and then adam bought his own charger and like it's just he's just like he had a he had a knack for like old old valiants and things but he'd always drive his old his old valiant to work you know like it was it was just cool and um you, you know it, it's something that it's something that you just don't you, you just don't see yeah and it's also like for the more readier cars sometimes they are well put together engine wise sometimes they're not it's also the fact, the fact that the person will take the risk yeah you know, it's like i might not get to work but damn, you know, cool doing it. <laughs> Living on a <laughs> Looking cool, that's waiting true. for a tow or something. But waiting for a mate. You know, waiting for a mate. That's a risk you take. But, you know, it's the appreciation yeah. of your car. Well, I mean, Edward, you, you're the king of this, right? You, you've got, you've got like, a, I mean, I mean, to be fair, so are you, David. But, um, but, Ed, you've got um, you've got some some really really old cars, and and you, and you said you you drove your MX five, you know, hundreds of k's over the weekend, and. You know what you're like, yeah, what of it? It's a it's a car, it works. Uh, that, that's yeah, respect. So um where do you stand on do you do you do you see like an old MX five that's like pretty clean or, or like even even pretty ruddy but still being driven on original plates? Do you think damn that's cool? Or or, or are you kind of like, uh, eh, whatever? Oh, I'm definitely more in the older camp, obviously, physically and with my cars. <laughs> but I think, you know, I've got this sort of attitude where anyone can go buy a new car, it's not hard. You just order one online, walk into a showroom, off you go. You know, that's the easy part is buying a new car and yes, yes, they cost a bit of money, but it ain't hard for most people to go and do that. What's hard is keeping a car looking good and running well 30 years down the line, like Alum's example with the Falcon guy. Um, that is is real dedication to keep a car like that because we all know how easy it is to not have them like that. You know, they get yeah. crushed and crashed and dinged in the car park and something big goes wrong or the air conditioning systems failed and you get a $3,000 and, you know, it's so easy just to go, Oh, it's not worth fixing and, you know, move on to the next one or the newer model that looks better or has more features. And that's very tempting and easy to do. Um, so to stick with something that long, I have a real respect for that. Um, and to yeah to keep it that nice you know and so that's what catches my eye obviously you know you, you as it does with all of us I think you drive around shopping centers or whatever and you go wow check that Corolla or check that Magnum or whatever it is that's that's juicy and original that's that's hard to 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 keep it like that for so long and you could apply it to houses or furniture or anything it's easy to get swayed by fashion and trends but a person who sort of sticks with it and and sticks with that conviction for so long. And then that you do come out the other end, you know, you think you won't, you wouldn't think a beige Magna wagon would ever come out the other end <laughs> and be suddenly cool uh, or a plain Jane XF Falcon, but is friendly to that, that sort of, uh, yeah, that care. And then it just suddenly one day you go, Oh, that is cool. You know, like Andrew said on the Magnum episode, they were everywhere and suddenly they were nowhere. You know, yes. within within two or three or four years, they went from being common student transport to just they're all dead, they're all gone. You know, um, yeah. So you just gotta just gotta stick. Speaking of Magnus, in my area this this morning, on my way to work, I uh, I was turning left at a roundabout, and turning turning right, turning left, coming to come past me was. A green pea plater in a um, TR Verada two tone like Verada grey on top of the line. Top of the line. I'm like, damn, it was nice. And I was, I was like, yeah, that's. I'm like, I'm like, that's a bit of Andrew. He'd love that. And I was, I was like, oh, that's a bit of that's a bit of bunting and Prince because you you both, yeah. you both yeah. Yeah. know those guys. 
Yeah. So, and I'm, you can I'm guess, guessing it was his grandfather's car, probably. Yeah. Probably. What often happens is it's grandma or grand, grandpa's. Yeah. Oh, they're too old to drive. It goes to the kid and then, and it's immaculate and then the kid stuffs it. You know, like that, <laughs> that happens time and time again. It's very rare that they end up with a second owner in the family who looks after it like the first owner did. But it was, it was just nice. On, um, yeah. I was just going to say with um, talking about Andrew's car, I think that's a whole other genre. Not only is it a Magna and is a, and it's beige, but I think old wagons are automatically cool too. Mm. Um, you mm. think you know a one two three Benz is very cool. A one two three wagon is like my Even goodness, cooler. That's really cool. Cooler. Yeah, Magna wagon. We talked about Magna wagons. You think of an old. Um, uh, even a, a Skyline wagon. I saw. I, I, I checked out one that was on um, Facebook Marketplace yesterday. A, a, a Skyline GX wagon, I think. Mm. It wasn't a lot of money, six grand. But I thought, oh, wagons are cool. You know, like mm-hmm. any wagon. And that Civic wagon that I've got now, I've done the Woody kit. Everyone I show the photo today. <laughs> They just that's that's what they say. That's so cool, you know. Like yeah. the fact that it's a, it's a wagon, and I, I think they've got that sort of. I think as Andrew said in the episode too, they they were you know family hacks basically, and they're all all sales reps and that sort of thing. So yeah, the survival rate was even lower on those. I mean, would you have a, if you were buying a Volvo two forty? Would you go a sedan or would you go a wagon? You'd go, go wagon. 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 wagon every time. Seven forty wagon. Yeah. Wagon, yeah. I mean- so. I, I, said, I went with my friend a few weeks ago to, well, probably a few months ago now, to, to look at that that XJ Cherokee that that, that he that he bought, um, and we we worked on it on the, a little bit on on the weekend and we gave it a clean and everything. And in standing back from, I'm like, it's a cool looking car. Like it's it's it, it's a box on wheels. It's from the '90s, <laughs> originally from the '80s, like that 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 kind of shape. Bulletproof mechanicals in those. And I, and I, and he's, he's like, dude, I'm just gonna rock this. I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it. Like, even even with the dodgy paint, but mechanically sorted. Like, you know, this is this, yeah. is, this is awesome. Um, and I'm like, that is so retro cool. You know, it, it's 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 it, like ten years ago that would have been trash, but now it's actually really really cool. Which I guess is where where, where Andrews you know, sits with sits with 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 the uh, the whole the whole Magna, um, you know, Magna situation here. But like. It's just it's it's just so much cooler to see like old cars, you know, getting getting used and full edge and and um like even on a club but just just to see them out and, and like on a, on a on a morning drive to work, which is which is it's just it's cool because like in a sea of SUVs and a sea of you know boring white Camrys and and you know Klugers, it's actually really nice to see <laughs> to see you know something different and. You know, you, you go to any car park. I, I and I'll test this to our listeners. Or go to go, walk to any car. Go to any car park anywhere in the world, you would just see a sea of SUVs. And then you, if you would see one cool car to that whole thing, you, you'd be lucky to see it. But when you do, you're like, wow, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll make you go, well, that's, that, that, that's really sick. So I just, I think personally where, where that kind of, where that kind of sits is, you know, it's definitely more boring. And, and every time I, every time I see, uh, you know, I see something like that, I, I, you know, I take notice, but I was going to ask you guys, which are the cars that you see the most that are, that are driven, like, you know, the older cars that you still see on the road? Like, I, see, I still see plenty of W124s, um, so as I was saying, Saabs. You know, the, the Magnus, the, that's a bit of an anomaly, like, you know, especially with, with Andrew's ones, because, like, you don't see many of those. But, like, there are other cars that are still used as usable dailies, a, da- a daily, you know, daily classics, uh, you know, modern, I, I, wouldn't, I mean, they're over 25 years old that are still used as dailies. And, you know, there's plenty of Civics that still get around, you know, like that, and... <laughs> Corollas, like I, I still see like plenty of Corollas from the nineties, you know, getting around, especially in my area. You know, what are the what are the ones that you see that you like? Well, I they they still get driven a lot, even though they're you know 
well, well, inverted commas, past it, technology and every other. I noticed the brands you're listing there, Matthew, are mainly Japanese. Funny about that, isn't yeah, it? That's right. Yeah, it's funny how that works. <laughs> Subarus, no, Subarus um, tend to live long lives, most of them. So you, you do see a lot of old Imprezas and even the old um, L-series wagons from the 90s, Liberties, and, you know, there's a lot of those still getting beating around. Yeah, uh, there, there you is. know, just talking the other day about first-gen RAV4s. I mean, yeah. something funny has happened to them. They've gone absolutely nuts price-wise for a good one. Um, but you're yeah, still still did I mention that on the podcast? I can't remember if I did, but the other morning I woke up at 3 a.m. or something, couldn't sleep. So what do you do? You start looking at car sales and marketplace. And I came across a three. I thought, what are the early RAV4s doing? I came across a three-door RAV4 in Melbourne that was, he spent 12 grand scouring the world for the rare accessories that go with the first gen RAV4. So the storage boxes inside the rear door and the headlight covers and the taillight covers and the decals, you know, it was really nicely done, like 147,000K on it or something. But, you know, he had it for sale for 20, I think 23 or 21 or 22 grand or something. And I was like, oh, an original RAV4 for that money. And then it was on hold a couple of days later on car sales. And I thought, He's got a buyer, you know, but it was beautiful. The, the plastics had been, you know, refinished beautifully on the outside because they all, you know, you need to basically armor all weekly to keep them looking nice, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but then there was another one on there at not dissimilar money. And I thought, holy hell, three-door RAV4s are, you know, sought after. But And that's a prediction I have is that early, because we all love an SUV. Well, not we all, but, you know, the market loves an SUV. And I thought the early retro SUVs that are now club platable, but are actually very handy, like an early Vitara or an early RAV4 or a, an early CRV Honda, anything of that ilk, I think will become a bit retro cool and a bit collectible, but also useful. It's not a useless two-seater MR2 or an MX-5. It's a, it's a car you can have as a second car and actually use. Yeah. Um, so I think that that stuff will come into its own a bit more. I completely agree with you. We agree with you there. What about you, Alan? I'm just thinking back to like my drive here, and I'm like, did I see any good cars? I just mm. like Ute, 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 and then <laughs> SUV, SUV. I mean, here I was driving on a Ute too, so you know, I'm partly to blame in the situation. Yeah, Mostly, you're to blame. <laughs> yes, part of the problem, David. What can I do? At least it's a, a Japanese Ute. <laughs> That's built in Thailand. Built in Thailand. Built in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Hey, it's got Isuzu reliability, damn it. Does it? <laughs> it doesn't, but still. <laughs> it, when you start off, when you first give it a cold start and you move off, it sounds exactly like a truck. Yeah. That's that's the one thing it's got going for. After about 10 seconds, the truck sound fades away and it's back to a U. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm actually struggling to think now that like on the way here, I don't think I saw a single car that made me think, wow, that's nice. I think it was all just, you know, your SUVs and then, you know, just some old uh, utes. That's it. That kind of makes you start thinking about it. Yeah, like I, yeah. I look at um, I look at as, as we all do cars online and and stuff, and and it's interesting that like the, the things that we that we that we still end up seeing. But like I, I think you know, seeing those those liberties are going going to be getting so old and, and stuff soon. Like I think the cars are going to be taken over that are like AU wagons and and BF, BF wagons and, and stuff like that that'll that are quite reliable and hard lived, and people will just chuck the stuff in. Like oh, I was at. 
you know, I was, I mean, they're, they're, it's hard to believe that they're over 20 years old now, an early, early BA wagon, but that, that's just, that's just, that's just how they are. But like the real, the real trash ones are going to, going to be finished, but like there'll, there'll be some quite nice ones that, that'll, that'll, that'll still, that'll still keep going and, and, and we'll be using. I, I think that next kind of, that next 10 years will, will be, will be kind of kind to Where, where are territories at right now in their like cycle? Are they they're at the bottom of like their, they hit their, like, <laughs> at the bottom of the Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think they're kind of like at their, their lowest point. Um, <laughs> it's a good time to just get a get a big old yard and buy a bunch of territories. <laughs> They'll make a comeback, I swear. Yeah. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to just just to see. But yeah, like it's interesting that you that you that you that you pointed that that point out, but that those cars that that quite reliable are the Japanese cars of the world. Are you know the Vitaras? Are the Rav Fours? Are the the Subaru Liberty wagons? You know that that are you know still kind of around. Um, which which is interesting because like you you don't see many like E thirty nine five series around anymore. You don't see many. Um, I mean, you still see a couple of them, but you don't see as many as like a Subaru yeah. wagon. They weren't sold in the volume to begin with, I suppose. No, they were much lower volume. That's that's true, and yeah, much much more unattainable to them to most people. Like an E thirty nine is one of one of one of my favorite BMWs, but like you like you know even at a cheap price people would still you, you still see a lot more corolls and then you would like from that era than than yeah. than those on the road which is, which I, th- is I think too with more exotic stuff upkeep costs as well yeah that's true i think that's what killed a lot of them hmm. with more exotic stuff it's always going to survive and that's like a ferrari is never going to be taken to the wrecker or left outside on the street you know it's it's just not that kind of car so there's a very high survival rate even though they're low volume, there's a high survival rate. Whereas the other stuff that that is used and trashed and abused, and and that's why it's so nice to see them because they're they're sort of um yeah. a lot of them just yeah they were never destined for survival uh, in the same way as an exotic like you know a Mercedes Benz SLK. Yes, there will have been SLKs that that get wrecked, but far less getting wrecked than Falcons or Magnus. Mm. You know, well it, it's it's just it, interesting that you say that because like you know I. As you as you guys like, I I like those those cheap cars that that you know that you can get around. And it was sad because I mean we've talked about your Cura you had a, a few times, Edward, and the girl right. I had to, yeah, yeah that that you that you sold on, and the guy was selling it a few like a few years later, and it was pretty trash. Yeah. And you and you were like huffed into like I can save this car, I can bring it back. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just like it got to the point where it was just used as I think it was like was it Uber Eats car, and it, for sure it, yeah, was, he it, it would bring yeah. Uber Eats, and he didn't service it that well, and it had a batch tail light and something else on it. And I was like, oh, like, yes, I can bring it back, but at that point, I just thought, mm, yeah, nah. So I let it, I let it go to some, someone else. Bought it, like it didn't go to the wrecker, I don't yeah. think. But yeah, I thought they can, they can do that. Doesn't yeah. need to be. Yeah. So you know, you pick your battles, as I say, pick your battles in terms pick of what battles. David, what cars have you seen that that uh, that are still on the on the road? I'd have to agree with the Liberties. Uh, I followed a Suzuki Bellino wagon the other day. Talking of wagons and that's and a very rare things. wagon. A very rare wagon. Certainly, I'm just trying to think of the local stuff. Having um, having become friends with uh, young Andrew, I did actually also on Facebook Marketplace check out a manual '89 Camry wagon that mm. was for sale. Thought, oh, that ticks a few boxes. <laughs> what are you doing? You're crazy. Um, the um, I I agree. I just don't think that the as particularly as an older car, unless it's a, you know a, a known to be robust like a one two three or a one two four, that a lot of the Euro stuff doesn't age well when it's mm-hmm. when it's not sort of incredibly collectible and and um, 
that they some of them develop reputations for um, unreliability. You know, quite rightly so in some cases. So anything Japanese or Australian, I mean, the you know you still see plenty of Commodore wagons on the road, um, yeah. and um, and Falcons all the way through. And I mean, there's not much. I think was the Falcon wagon the biggest load space of all the locally. I think, I think it was back in its time. Yeah, it was. It was enormous. So you know, as a load carrier, you know, they're still a great thing. Like if, you, if you hop into like a B A wagon, like you put the seats down, they are massive in size. Yeah, yeah. You, you can almost play tennis in there. Like they're 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 they're, they're huge. Like they are genuinely ridiculously I've sized wagons. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I've got tennis. <laughs> yeah, it, it's in, but like as I was saying, like when I was mentioning the Euro cars earlier, like the, the only ones that I was mentioning were were the you know like the the old Saabs that were quite robust and the old the old Mercs and and Volvos, you know, like like a you know a 240, 240 wagon is pretty you know robust kind of thing. Indestructible. Indestructible. Like it's those ones will you know when you when you think of those cars that. It's because it's because they were very well long lived, you know, and and for for that reason. So, God bless the AU wagon, you know, helping low income single dads <laughs> move to their new place of residence, you know, since nineteen ninety eight. Scotty, any ones that you see before we move on to the quiz? Yeah, as you're talking about, um, I did see. Uh, wouldn't have been that long ago, just a few days ago, probably just last week. Um, a really, really nice E39. Mm-hmm. And of how topical. <laughs> and I just, yeah, when you mentioned that, go, oh, yeah, you're right. I did see a really nice one. And then it made me start thinking, I don't really see many of them. In fact, I don't really see many 5 Series BMWs at all. Yep. I see it just, you know, tons of the threes and stuff around everywhere. Now and again, because you're kind of near the airport, you'll see the, seven series bmws getting around but a five series what happened to them yeah it's um, i think that i I think they sort of got i think you can still buy one ed correct me if i'm wrong but i mean they got a bit squeezed out because the threes got so big and then sevens and then everyone went to um x5s rather than five series i suppose yeah yeah in terms of sales exactly right you know a, a five was they were never massive sellers in australia but the suvs just for the same money you know 120 130 grand if, if you're looking at a five well i can have an x5 and sit up higher and that's exactly exactly what happened it just cannibalized sales i remember when i was there towards the latter years they they weren't meeting five series target, you know? So it was like, okay, we really need to entice people into five series to meet our target. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, but um, <laughs> good luck with that. yeah, good luck with that. Exactly. So nothing wrong with the car. They're a brilliant machine, but just that there were better value seemingly to the buying public, better value options in the range. Right. It's interesting. Cause like you, you saw a lot of E39, you saw a lot of E60s and then, was it the F10 was after that? Like, but you barely see any F10s. Like, I still see more E60s than I do F10s. Like, like that that yeah, that's, yeah. that says that says a lot for, for for where they are. Yep. But I think it's time for the quiz, gentlemen. Let's go. So quiz. Our quiz master tonight is Mr. David Prince. That means I'm not winning. <laughs> How do you know? Oh, no, you no, might no. even own one or two of the cars that the questions are about. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> do me best. Now he's all ears. Now he's all ears. So, David, you know the rules. You've obviously done 10 questions plus some bonus questions, maybe? Uh, there are some bonus questions in there. Lovely. All right, David, the floor is yours. 
Okay, there's a bit of bit of Aussie stuff in here, bit of historic stuff, bit of geography, um, okay. bit of history, yeah, bit of everything. Question one: Are you going to score for us, Matty? I'm really got it ready, ready to go, mate. I see cotton socks. The song "Mambo Number Five by Lou Vega featured in which Aussie cars Matthew, advertising? Matthew, Matthew, <laughs> that was for the AU Falcon. It was indeed. Was I thought that was a wow. safe, uh, safe question for you. <laughs> I, uh, I, as soon as you said, "Mum," I'm like, it's going to be an AU question for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, switching allegiances here. What's the cubic capacity of Holden's two fifty three cubic inch V eight in metric? Oh, oh, Matthew. Matthew. It's four point. It's not four point four. It's four point three. Ed. Incorrect, Matthew. Uh, Ed. Edward. Four point two. Correct. Ah. <laughs> well, I was going to say four point one. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, that was the Falcon, which was the yeah. Yeah, That's what I was basing on. I'm like. Like 250 Falcons, 4.1. <laughs> so it has to be a little bit more. A little bigger. Tiny bit bigger. Which uh, British racing driver teamed with Holden to form the Holden Racing Team? Matthew. Matthew. That would be Walkinshaw Racing, correct? Mr. Tom Walkinshaw. Tom Walkinshaw. Indeed. Okay, question four. Uh, what was the first front-wheel drive car manufactured by Holden? Front-wheel drive manufactured by Holden. Matthew. Matthew. Manufactured by Holden, that would be the Camira. Indeed, it is the JB Camira in 1982. Uh, I'll just give you guys a score check. Score check. Me, score check. Just, just <laughs> letting you know. Um, uh, Alan and Scotty get the score. Edward on one end. You know, yours truly winning on three. So not 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 being smug or anything, but you know. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Question five. Um, in the mid 1970s, Ford Motor Company of Australia. Uh, had a flagship range, a sedan, and a coupe. What was the coupe called? Ed. Oh, I heard Ed first. That was the Landau. It was indeed. It was indeed. Well done, Edward. You beat me to it. Okay, here's, your, here's a bit of geography for you. Question six. Alaska is home to the largest mountain in the United States, coming in at over 20,000 feet high. The mountain is also the namesake for a line of GMC trucks and SUVs. Matthew? Matthew. Is it Tahoe? It is not Tahoe. Oh, Incorrect. You're I... going off to Google it, aren't you, Ed? I know. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, okay. Is it Sierra? Uh, no, it's uh, that's incorrect. Damn it. I'm just trying to think. Like, there, there are the round. There are the ranges. No, I'm out anyway. It's uh, Scotty. Scotty. Colorado. Oh, close. No, that's a state. But mm. no. No, good, good guess though. So Edward, it's we've all guessed we're all wrong. They're all wrong. Oh, what, what was the question again? Okay, the highest a mountain in Alaska is yeah. twenty thousand feet high, and the name of the mountain is also the name of uh, for a line of GMC trucks and SUVs. Ooh, like the Tahoe. And that. Uh, okay, not that Silverado. Nope. Incorrect. GMC trucks. Wait, is it? Chevy. Is it the? GMC, are you going to say it? I'm going to know it straight away? GMC, oh, no. Let's go. As soon as you say it, I'll, it'll. That's... Oh, he's, he's joining us. Renault Rob, everyone. Renault Rob. Guest appearance. Yeah. Yes. How's your American geography, Renault Rob? Here's one. Uh, yeah. Give, not, give not, the question to Rob and see great. if you know. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no. David, no. put us out of our misery. Damn it. Uh, it is Denali. 
Denali. Yes. Denali is the highest. Uh, You've heard of it though, Matty? I've heard of the gin. Well, yeah. uh, um, Rob. Not Renner, Rob. P seventy six. Rob seventy six. Rob has driven <laughs> many many a Denali on his trips to to uh, to America. Mitch uh, Mitch drive. My son drives one for work occasionally. His boss has got one, so that tows the racing car. Okay. It, it looks. It's been parked in our driveway, and let me just say, there is nothing else coming in our driveway when that thing's there. <laughs> it's a significant bit of real estate. Uh, question seven: Which animal is featured on the Porsche logo? Oh, I think Alan beat me. Yeah, that was quick. It's a, it's a horse, I think. Uh, it is a horse. Correct. Yeah. Bonus question. Why is there a horse on the logo? Why the long Matthew? face here? Matthew. Uh, Matthew? Uh, is it like the national part of Stuttgart? Like na- the, the, the animal that they love the most? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's half a point. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll take it. Another half a point. Another half. Jump in there, Alan. Come on. Oh, no. Alan. Uh, Alan. They used to. Uh, I don't breed horses before they got into their car. <laughs> uh, Porsche. Yes. I don't know. Mm, incorrect. Uh, it's worth a shot. Uh, it's worth a shot. Uh, was, it, was good. <laughs> Stuttgart was original. Was the original Stuttgart was built on a horse farm. Oh right. Okay. So I did oh, breed horses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have half point for that. That's shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to the scorer whether you get half a point for that, but it no, wasn't Porsche. Yeah, all right. Wait, it's wait, a, if it's a horse farm, I'll give you a point five. All right. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily share it with you. Okay, Doug. This will be a quick one. You all should know this. Question eight: What was the first car launched into space? Matthew. Scott. Matthew. That was the Tesla Roadster. Correct. Is it still up there? It is yeah. still up there. You can actually go on Presumably. YouTube. You can go on YouTube. You're waiting for parts. You're waiting for parts. Is it still up there? What? It's just circulating. No, you pushed yeah, it out yeah, into yeah. orbit, didn't you? Like mm. Yeah, but space. yeah, but once once it's out there, well, you can't just be putting rubbish out there. That's, That's littering. What everyone said. That's littering. Yeah. We said everyone else parking. Well, it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the, you can actually watch where that car is, like like what it's looking at from space. You go to YouTube and you type in the Tesla Roadster. It's it gives you live like feedback of, of just looking at the Earth. It's 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 incredible. It's pretty cool. The Earth is crazy. flat though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, it's got to be fake. It's fake footage. I've said. It's uh <laughs> it's um it's a uh, fake news. Fake news. We'll go with that. Um, uh, question nine. Name three car companies. So three possible points. It's anyone's game. Anyone's game? Is that what I was saying? Is that they're yep. the same? Yep, okay. that's correct. Have three car companies that are also known for making aircraft engines. Oh. Whoa. That was Ed. Come on. Oh, that was, I think that was Alabama. Well, I heard Ed first. It was okay. me. All right. Fair All right. Enough. Aircraft engines. Number one, Rolls Royce. Yep. Correct. Number two, Mercedes Benz. And I think. I haven't got to say these on my list, but I'll take that. If... Yeah, the, air, the, 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 the logo is land air. Oh, CNF. Yes, CNF. Yes, you know, that okay. made... We'll accept that. We'll accept Rolls that. Rolls Royce, Benz. And I think um, 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 aircraft engine, I think Saab might have. Or Scania, Saab or Scania. Correct. Correct. That's three. Scott. Uh, Matt. Scott. Oh, so we'll keep going with points if people can come up with more. Can you come yeah. up with more, Ed? Subaru, man. Subaru now, too many head gaskets up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do something with their airplanes. Maybe they make 
that did something. I'm not sure. Rob, you, went, you get a point because that's actually the bonus question. What car companies' engines are often used in light air, uh, aircraft? Mitsubi. Aftermarket. Aftermarket. Yeah. Really? So a lot of yeah. There's a there's a quite a number of um, yeah. These home built planes that use Subaru Boxer engines. Home home go, Rob. Home built. Home, home built. built. It's like a quite popular aftermarket uh, incursion. So Rob's on the board. Biggie. Rob's a little, but, but Scotty, um, Scotty was about to, about to say one. Oh, I'm sorry, Scotty, go on. Uh, Mitsubishi. Zero, correct. Mm. That's one. Does Mitsubishi bring them in? Matthew. Ship engines? They do. Uh, I think they. I think they did. Yes, propeller. Give me half point for that. Matthew. <laughs> uh, does Does Alan get half a point, or does he get a point for that? For the, uh, we'll give him point five. Honda. Honda do jet engines. Thank you very much. Not only do they build jet engines, they build airplanes too. They do. Really? Uh, score check. Rob <laughs> on one. Uh, Scotty on one. Alan on one. Edward on one, two, three, four, five, six. Myself on one, two, three, four, five point five. Whoa. Okay. It's close. Okay. Question 10. Okay. Uh, and then there's a bonus point here too. Uh, in 1965, uh, sorry, no, The Hustler, was the sports model which locally assembled car from the late 60s to the early 70s. Oh, God. Ed. Ed. Was it a valiant hustler? No, no. Actually, I'll give you 0.5, but no. Thank you. So generous. Mm. 0.5. So <laughs> it's easy. I can just throw out the scores. If it's not valiant, it'd be a Chrysler then, right? Wouldn't it? Oh, you can't have three point fives because that doesn't doesn't work oh. out. Point two five. Point two five. He's drifted off. He's gone. He's gone. What's the known as the hustler? Had a hustler variant. It has been mentioned on the podcast tonight, actually. Oh, late sixties. Called a hustler. Late sixties. Australia. Chevy Tahoe. Every Tahoe, no. In- I, got, I got half a point for Valiant Hustler. I was going to say Valiant. Yeah, so you're on the same wavelength yeah, there. So are you all done? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've got all done. What about you, Alan? All done. I'll finish. All silent. I don't know. It's the Hillman Hustler. Oh. It's the Hillman Hunter. Bonus question. Bonus question. Yes. In 1965, Chrysler Australia took over the local operations of the Roots Group, incorporating their various lines into their dealerships. Yes, Ed. Ed, it was called AMI. Incorrect, Ed. Okay, thanks. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Chrysler assumed control of Roots in England a year later. Locally, this deal saw Hillman's take place at the French uh, derived Simca range of smaller cars, also owned by Chrysler, yeah. that had recently disappeared from Chrysler showrooms. When Chrysler took over the plant in Port Melbourne, the, the Chrysler executives in Detroit ordered that Chrysler signage be added to the existing large signage along the side of the plant. The local managers refused to carry out the requested new signage changes, explaining that they would not reflect well on Chrysler. Why was this? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, well, what was the new brand? So Chrysler was the Chrysler was the original brand, and then there was a new. And they had taken over another group. Was it the Roots Group? It was the Roots Group. <laughs> sadly, you're out though because you were. Oh, sad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no one else wants to have a go. No. 
Uh, so the local, man, the local managers refused to uh, carry out the request to the new signage because it would have read down, I think it's Salmon Street, down where the plant was. Mm-hmm. It would have been a sign about 25 feet high that said Chrysler Roots Australia. Of Chrysler's reputation here in, in the street. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> that's... Oh, I was right. The Roots Group. I was. I should have got half a point or a point for that. I think and you, you said AMI. Uh, right Went that. too early. Chrysler did Roots Australia. Can you imagine being the uh, Australian exec tasked with explaining to Detroit? Why we couldn't do that. <laughs> well, you see, um, <laughs> the thing is, a friend I knew worked for a time for the Cox Automotive Group, COX uh, Automotive Group. And um, there was apparently a speech made by one of the American employees of so the parent company who came out to Australia. And, you know, they were talking about the company. And he said, We want Cox on the lips of all Australians. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's like, um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah. True story. True story. There you True go. Story. Well, score check. Rob, Reno Rob, I should say, because you got to distinguish right now. Uh, Scotty yeah. and Alum all on one. Myself on 5.5. And tonight's winner on a grand total of 6.5 is Mr. Edward Bunting. Well done. Awesome. Close. Hey, very much. Thanks so Well done. It's, Great um, quiz, David. Achieve. <laughs> yeah, good quiz. We like that. Yeah, that was Excellent. good. That was a cracker. Uh, now we know that Chrysler was going to root Australia, but that's a, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I think that's a podcast, gentlemen. Thank you, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Well done. We'll do some plugs. I believe Mr. David Prince and Edward do a podcast, which is coming back hopefully very soon. Hopefully very soon indeed. Auto Retro. Talk to people about the cars of their lives on Spotify. Listen to the old episodes. Just... Keep listening to those ones. <laughs> New, ones New ones coming soon. New ones coming soon. Listen to them back and back. Scotty's golf tip of the week. Golf tip of the week. So um, using your three wood, great club to use, but mm-hmm. don't hit it like a driver. You're not trying to hit up on it. It's already got enough on there for you, enough loft on there for you to hit it. Pretty much like an iron. So I have that tee a bit lower. Hit it, it'll fly a mile. Mm. Three wood versatile club. Mm. So a three a three wood. It's uh it's it's a good. So so in, in other words, a three wood is a good club. But car talk top tip of the day is that you you don't hit it like a like a like an iron. Correct. Like you you hit it a bit uh, like a driver. Like don't a want driver. to hit it like your driver because like a driver, driver you're hitting up to get it up high. Three wood don't have to. So don't fall into that. I think the word yell out, look at distraction, and you pick up the ball and you throw it. (laughs) (laughs) Never knew you could drive up like that. Yeah, with your driver, yeah, you kind of you lean a lot of and swing and hit upwards. Welcome to to golf talk. Well, you know, you know, does his golf golf tip of the week, Alan? Uh, I think word of the week now is going to be. We do occasionally talk about cars. (laughs) Occasionally, occasionally. Uh, I'll give our boy Rizzo float. Uh, if you're interested in the electric space, there is no man more knowledgeable in Australia than our man Rizzy Ross. Correct. You can hit him up at carloop.com.au. He can also let you know uh, what the going price is for a lot of new cars. Absolutely. But he is, he is at this point, 
the electric man, I think. I think he's holding that fort down pretty well. Yes. Like and share our Facebook page is Car Talk T-O-R-Q-U-E with Manny J. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your RSS feed, or... Soon to be on YouTube. Soon to be on YouTube, very, very soon. Check out our merch, go to our Teespring store, go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store, or become a patron to our patron. Hi to our patrons on Patreon. Um, thank you for supporting the show there. Gentlemen, an honor as always. I uh, will see you guys next time. Thank you. See ya. Yeah.